Russians with stories. Today I'm here with a girl named Olivia, and we're going to talk about why Putin is king. Привет, Riley. Thank you for joining me, lady woman. Do you like communism? I am not supposed to say now that we are no longer communist, but... Is that true? No. Uh, what type of Russian am I? <laughs> I love Putin. Yeah, me too. And this is Riley talking now, not that crazy Russian that I just kicked out of my house. So welcome back to uh, Aussies with Stories, everyone. I took a brief hiatus because when I was away, I just could not be fucked, to be honest with you. But that doesn't mean I don't appreciate my audience and my craft. I'm working on it, and I'm going to be okay. Today, I'm here with a friend of mine. Birds in here. Today, I'm here with a friend of mine named Olivia. I met Olivia in Byron Bay, and I tell you what, she is hella funny. I don't want to put any pressure on her to be funny in this podcast, but very interesting girl. And, yes, that's right, I said it, a girl. Who would have thought? <laughs> so, first of all, Olivia, Liv, um, how are you? Good. So, um, should you mention how we met? Um, well, we met through a friend of mine, and um, we were in Byron Bay. Um, when the, when there was, the borders were opened, we just thought, let's go. We obviously had the same thought on different parts, and we both went to the mecca of... People pretending to be something they're not. <laughs> which, and? Is, which, no offence to Byron Bay listeners. <laughs> um, yeah, but we met in Byron Bay and gosh, didn't we have a good time? We hit it off like like a, a frog in a sock, didn't we? It was great. Um, spent a lot of time with the red frogs. Yes, the yes. We got there and happened to be schoolies at the same time. Do you just, know? just happened to be. It was <laughs> not planned. Come here, darling. <laughs> I'll look after you. You're spewing up down at the beach there, are you? Yeah, I'm a red frog. I'll look after you, darling. Yeah, there was red frogs around and what, a, what an interesting bunch of people. They are. Mm. For anyone who doesn't know what red frogs are, they're like Christians or like religious people that go to schoolies and just walk around and try and help people. A bit sassy, if you ask me. They won't engage in conversations about religion, though? No, they won't, which probably, probably a billion people try to. I think that's the first thing people mm. do. Yeah, so that's how, that's how we met. And um, Olivia's very interesting, so we'll talk about that as we go along. I won't... Um, Dive too deep into you right now, because over the course of the conversation, the uh, the listener can do that themselves. I guess that's the um, point of the podcast. Yeah, that's true. So it's good to have another queen on, second queen out of, uh, I think this is number 14. Oh, number 14, another queen. Yeah, cool. <laughs> so first of all, um, how was your Christmas? Christmas, yeah, good. Tiring, lots on, 
didn't do anything with my family because they're all in other countries mm. or dead. Um, so <laughs> it is my partner's birthday, so celebrated his birthday nice. on Christmas. Oh, your, your partner's born on Christmas Day? Yeah. Like Jesus Christ. I guess you could say that. <laughs> yes. For anyone that doesn't know about Jesus Christ... <laughs> Ask the red frogs. No, the reason I asked about Christmas is because I have something to say about it. Oh, what do you have to say about Christmas? Well, my Christmas, I'm very, I'm very blessed. I've got a blessed life, great family and all of that. But it is what it is. I was depressed on Christmas Day because I missed my ex-girlfriend. Not to go into that. But it was probably the first time where I, I realised I had the awareness that Christmas Day isn't a fun day for everyone and it could actually be very triggering and be... Um, like even we'll talk about it with you later on, but other people, whether yeah, they've lost they've lost someone or their family is not as close as they would like, and yeah, it's probably the first time I've yeah I've got a very blessed life, but um, where I did think shit, um, yeah, Christmas Day isn't just all getting presents and getting spoiled, um, and it did make me think that I should do more to the giving aspect of Christmas because I've done a lot of receiving over the years and I thought I should get out of my own head, stop thinking about myself and maybe next year, I can say that now because it's 12 months away, I will um, do something to be a bit more giving and yeah, not be so self-absorbed because I was that this Christmas day. Fair enough. Yes. Yeah, so is, yeah, First Christmas for me that felt... Like a good Christmas. Oh, that's in a nice. Long time. We yeah. had a Christmas tree in the house for the first time ever in that house. So that was nice. Well, that's beautiful. <laughs> and you, how long have you been with your boyfriend for? Two years. So is that two Christmases or? I think three. Nice. Three, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um,. Well, we'll get we'll get into it straight away. Okay. So you, we won't talk about it as much as you want because obviously it's um, yeah, I don't want to go anywhere that you don't want to go. But at a young age, you lost your mother. Yep. So she died of breast cancer when I was ten, but she got cancer when I was five. Yeah. So most I don't know of the conscious. Childhood memories. Yeah. She was pretty sick. Yeah, and was she so originally? She got it and then beat it. Yeah, so she got breast cancer when I was five, had it, and then I guess got rid of. I don't know a hundred percent the details because you don't really know when you're a kid. You're yeah. just like, oh, my mum's in hospital. Yeah, um, but she definitely was in remission or got rid of it for about a year or two, and then got it again. And then deteriorated really fast. Yeah. And died. Yeah. So, well, on the Christmas thing, and you said, like, the last, well, this Christmas was, like, probably the first good one. Was that, like, that for you? Like, it was just a reminder of not having your mum? Yeah. Well, it was, like, even with the the Christmas tree thing, like, it was, like, after my mum died, my dad just kind of gave up and was, like, because that was always the stuff she would do. Christmas stuff, so yeah, yeah. he was just like, well, well, mum's dead, Christmas is over. Yeah. <laughs> we still got presents, but it was never, like, wrapped or under a tree. Or yeah. like, so I just like to create traditions now to 
I guess I like all that stuff because I didn't have it for yeah. a while. Did you go through a point yourself where you resented Christmas as well? Yeah, definitely there was like two or three years where I was like, I hate Christmas, is it just depressing? But then I was like, come on, it's just Christmas, it's not going away, like you may as well enjoy it. It was usually a positive memory and there's nothing to say it can't be good in the future. Yeah, and you can create your own memories now too. Yeah, exactly, I can make my own traditions, put up my own fucking tree if I want to. That's it. Well, this is the first year I, I didn't put up a tree. The first year you didn't, yeah. so we kind of swapped. Yeah, we swapped. Now I'm now I'm sad. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, that's, it is. It is a. It's a. Um, females and males complement each other beautifully because males do love that type of stuff, but females are the f- like the forces enforcing. Yeah, exactly. It. They push it. You say yeah. you hate it, but yeah, love it. You do and love it. You don't know that until you don't have it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's. That leads to, before I go too far from that, what's your, what's your earliest childhood memory? My earliest childhood memory. So I, I don't know why, but I remember stuff early as, and it's kind of weird, but it's not weird. It's perfectly natural. My first childhood memory is the last time I ever breastfed. Jeez. And I was two, so she did it for a while. Twins as well, so good on her. And I got the last suck of the teat um and I just remember being in bed and I was like oh yeah like, fuck you my sister I, was I it your decision last... to stop or no she was like this is the last one now oh, really? like, you guys are two you're pushing it got bite marks like yeah so that was the earliest yeah well, you're getting home from playing with your friends and you're like mom I'm hungry mum <laughs> <laughs> That, I've never ever met anyone that has had that memory of. Yeah. Even I don't remember. I have. I don't think I have a memory as early as two. Yeah, I don't know. I remember lots of stuff, but, but that's like the first earliest trackable memory. Mm. I think. That's really interesting. Yeah, definitely. Everyone comes to me if they want to know something from the family because I'll remember it. And is it still like that? You remember even from like? Mm, it's definitely gotten worse, but, but I think teens and stuff. Mostly, it got to a certain point though, and then I started smoking a lot of weed. And yeah, but I just I still remember the early childhood stuff. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it's good. Did you, is that is it a good thing to remember that? I is there anything so. you remember where you're like, oh, we should? Yeah, it's definitely bad stuff, but like it happened, so you may as well remember it. <laughs> yeah, because I got nieces and nephews that are two years old, and the last thing you think was they're going to remember this when they're. Yeah. Able to sit down and have a conversation about it. Yeah. Have a beer and talk about it and be like, Yeah. You, you taught me how to do a rude finger. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know though. I always think the opposite because I have nieces and nephews as well. And I'm like, Yeah, they'll remember this. And then I'm like, Oh, actually, no, they probably won't. Yeah. They? Like, oh. other people don't remember everything. Yeah. Or they, they remember, if, like, they associate you with a feeling. Yeah. So I think, yeah, yeah hopefully my nieces and nephews associate me with, like, fun. Hopefully. Or like happy, rather than oh he's he's that, that guy that uncle. said that <laughs> he's that one that said come sit on your lap girl. <laughs> oh it's always one uncle <laughs> yeah uh, so yeah um the the psychological side of maybe not going through it but afterwards so you obviously would have got like forced to grow up quickly yep the if you're looking back or maybe when you went to so happened when you were ten, like go to high school and stuff. When was 
the first time where you realised, oh, I'm maybe different to the average U7? Yeah. Well, yeah, it's weird because when you're a kid, it's just like whatever's happening to you, you perceive as that's normal. normal. Yeah. So I didn't really, I guess, around 14, I'd say, I was like, oh, this kind of sucks. <laughs> like, yeah. And I'm sorry, I just spat on your um, that's all good. machine a bit. But, <laughs> yeah, I... <laughs> Um, 14, I just got really depressed and I don't know, at that age you can't really figure out like why you're so angry, but yeah. very angry from being sad, probably from not having a parent. But then also after my mum died, my Oma stepped in, who was my mum's adoptive mum, and um, kind of co-raised me and my sister with my dad. What's a What's an Oma? What? And um, Oma is a grandma in, in Dutch. Dutch. Yeah. Oh. But she's adoptive, so I'm not actually Dutch. Okay. Weird. Do you have any traditions that you'd... Well, yeah, like we had definitely, I don't know, just weird Dutch stuff like... Hot Fratoma. What's that? <laughs> I think it means like, God damn or something. She'd <laughs> say when we were being naughty and threaten yeah. us with the wooden spoon. And is she religious, the Oma? No, she wasn't religious. But she was good, and she like helped to raise us. But then I think I was four, when I was fourteen, she died, and then it uh, was really like, "Yeah, you're on your own now, girl." Yeah, and your dad was obviously going through the yeah, the trauma and he worked, himself. Yeah, he worked full time, so he just wasn't there. Yeah, and then if he was, he, like, he was very depressed. Mm. So it was an interesting childhood. Yeah, and for your dad, as you remind. You and your twin sister, sister, yeah, remind him of your mum. Was there ever like a point where you kind of not resent, like resented you, but was just just couldn't hide his anger towards of what happened? I don't, I don't know. I've never even really thought about it like that. Like he's definitely been openly upset and angry yeah. about it, but he had his own messed up childhood and like. Now I can kind of look at it and just be like, oh, okay. You. Yeah. But for a long time I was like, I hate him. Yeah, he sucks. Yeah, yeah. Like, he did this, he did that. Why didn't you do this? But now I'm like, oh, okay, you were fucked up too. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's just generational. Yeah. Yeah, you just do your best to fuck up the least yeah. and pass it on the least. Yeah. But no matter what. Something's going to happen. You just can't control yeah. life. But that's that's like... Not a common, <coughs> not a common thing. It's not like oh yeah, you get to lose your Omar, your grandma. Like it's you lost. Yeah. yeah. So you can definitely understand. So as far as when you start realizing that, what about like? Because probably one, I guess, good thing out of it is there's a face. So say if you're depressed at fourteen, fifteen, you can be like, oh, I've lost my mum. I'm going to go see someone and talk about that. Did you yeah. did you do that? Was that was that awareness back then? Oh God, no, no. And I would deny it. I was definitely in denial. For me, like I always said to myself after my mum died, like it's all right, I'll get through this because I'll fi- I have to find a way to deal with it. Yeah. And for me, that was repression and yeah. humour. Just cover everything with yeah. humour and repress the bad shit. Is that a family trait? The humour. It's definitely with mine. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I'd say yeah. So. 
got a pretty dark sense of humor. Yeah, maybe it's an Aussie thing. <laughs> yeah. Rather than deal with it, just well, joke about it. What are you going to do? You're going to yeah. laugh or cry? So yeah. Make them laugh. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, so then I w- didn't accept it for a long time. I went on antidepressants when I was fourteen, and now I'm like, that was fucked. Whose idea was that? Mm. Whose idea was that? The doctors and my dad's. And I'm like. Cool, thanks, guys. I'm addicted to antidepressants yeah. now. Um, but just more recently, in the last probably like five years, I'm like, oh, actually, that probably did really affect me. You mm. know, having a parent die. Yeah. Well, even like when you're 14 and you're having these feelings, and obviously different to the average kid that's just like probably like me that was. Anxious or depressed, but yeah, didn't have a. I wouldn't want to say it, but like a good reason. Yeah, I won't say that. But um, to they like as a developing age to be like, oh, I'm going to have these emotions for the rest of my life, so I need to learn how to deal with them. And then being on antidepressants at that age and the development age, and just be like, I oh, just don't deal with them. Yeah. And then what are you going to do? Just be on antidepressants for the rest of your life. Oh, yeah, but there's no conception of, like, this is something I have to do. I was just like, this is – I didn't know it was something you could deal with or change. I was like, this is who I am. I'm yeah. angry and sad. I didn't even know I was sad or angry. Yeah. I was just a awful child and I more so just turned to drugs and alcohol to, like, change. If I was feeling something else, then I wasn't feeling that. And yeah. that's nicer than feeling whatever I was feeling. <laughs> So one thing that we'll talk about drugs and alcohol when we go on. <laughs> but one thing that's really interesting, so have you seen the documentary Three Identical Strangers? Um, I don't think so. Well anyway, the whole idea of it is that or what the thing is, is three twins that their mum committed suicide. So what they did was it all happens is there's this guy goes to school, goes to um uh college it's in america goes to college and then he walks in and people keep calling him like a different name and he's yeah. like why do people keep calling me that and then it founds out that he's got a, a twin brother that they were adopted different people oh. so there was um articles about it when these articles come out like the, oh these two twin brothers found each other there was a third brother so oh. there was three of them and they were all um they were they got together and they were like nature versus nurture it was like a Cool thing, and they were all like exactly the same. Yeah, like they ended up being best mates. And as they got older, one of them committed suicide, and they got to the bottom of it because one of the um, dads that adopted just one kid said, "Why didn't they tell me there was two brothers? I would have adopted all three of them." Yeah, and what it turned out being was like a science experiment to find out if depression was hereditary. So they deliberately put them to different families. Oh, that's kind of sick. Yeah. So which is. That, and the reason I say that is so you had a twin sister. Yeah. So as far as the trauma, did you use, was it similar past? Did she? She was, I don't know, even worse. If you, oh, I don't really, know. Yeah. Like, she was just always, though, she was the aggressive, dominant yeah. child. So I was more just sad and she was very angry and physically aggressive and got into lots of fights yeah. and she was like... I don't know, I always wonder if she wasn't there, would I have even gotten into a lot of the things I did? She was the... Yeah. So she kind of she taught you how it. to be... Yeah. I just ang- followed Angry, her. yeah. Yeah. And, like, let's try this, do yeah. this. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. 
Um, well, the reason I because it's obviously not the best thing or nicest thing to talk about, but to add the human element, and because a lot of people say if you got into drugs and alcohol when you're 16 or 17, we'd just be like, oh, look at this. Yeah. So they don't really know you. But to do that and be like, oh, this 10-year-old girl lost her mother, her dad didn't know how to like, really deal with it. It probably wasn't as – hopefully it's better now, but it still yeah. might not be the best. <laughs> but, um, yeah, awareness and, like, programs to support yeah. that people. So from then you talk about the drugs and alcohol. So is that what you kind of, like – like there was doctors' medication, but as far as self-medication, yeah. <laughs> the psychological side of it, what path did that lead you down? Well, so just like, yeah, even going back on the whole life, what happens to you, it's kind of funny when I look back and all the friends I had in high school, there was something going on in all yeah, their lives yeah, and yeah. everyone's kind of like... Oh, so you the, kind of found the, each other. Yeah, the bad kids, but it's like, oh... Like, two other kids, their mums were dead. Another yeah. kid, their parents were on drugs. And so it, we all congregated mm. because we could bond. We didn't even talk about our issues, but it's just like when you're, if, I don't know, something's going on, you kind of are one of the feral kids. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, then all together we'd get into stuff and buy drugs and, um, I don't know, it would have been 14, like, Started smoking weed and then got pingers. <laughs> I don't know what what was in them. Um, alcohol was like from thirteen, and yeah, then it just. How was it accessible at that age? Um, well, my dad worked full time, so he was never home. Yeah. So there was always he had alcohol in the house yeah. that was accessible. We had a house during the day that no one was in. Um, Parents that smoked weed was easily accessible yeah. to attain, um, and then we'd just go back to someone's house and get stoned or drunk. And I remember um, having a conversation with like a school when you're going into like the senior school, and they're like, "Well, you've actually missed um, if we put the percentage together, you've missed about three years of school." <laughs> Because I wagged so yeah. much. But I got through it. I finished school. I did VCE. I moved to schools and that was really good yep. to get out of that kind of... Because a lot of those people that I was friends with, they've, I can look at their lives and I'm like, oh, could have been me. It's pretty what, sad. Are you in contact with anyone from that? Yeah, I am still fr- friends with probably one person. Yeah. And the rest of them, I'm like, I don't... I feel bad for you, but I don't need that in my life yeah. anymore. So, um, not to go into other people's business, but to give an example of someone that you were friends with and what they're with out now, or yeah, just hard drugs, yeah, abusive relationships. Females and males, or just females? Um, there was females and males, yeah, but yeah, mostly females. I always connected better with a female, yeah. So what was the, if you can look to someone still on that path and you now, what was the, where, where was the fork in the road? Well, actually when I was about 16, it got pretty bad and I tried to kill myself. So I ended up, it was after like a few self-harm things and I kept going to hospital and they're like, okay, we should probably do something now. So I ended up going to a psych ward 
and then they were like, then everyone kind of took it seriously, which yeah, is bad, yeah. but I guess probably subconsciously what I wanted, yeah, like, sure. help. And from that, my dad's like, oh, shit, better, like, let's you can move schools, let's, like, start fresh, actually yep. manage this. So I think that was definitely the turning point for me. And then I moved schools and it was a lot better. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, for like, a lot of people... I've even spoken to people and I've never, as far as self-harm, as far as, like, I, for some reason I, I get it. Yeah. Because even, like, this is an insight to where I am even today. Um, I was in, like, a, just a bad headspace and I was cleaning the dishes. And I got yeah. all these nice wine glasses. And as I was cleaning them, it was either too hot or I just didn't look after it properly and they, they cracked. Yeah. And my initial response was, like, to punish myself. Yeah. And I even thought to, like... Yeah. Grab the glass and uh, cut myself. Yeah. And my thought was, um, like, this is just a, a like a, a ponder. Not, yeah. I don't think it's true. But um, as far as, you know, when people say, like, it's real bad to, um, like, smack your kid. Yeah. And I did think, like, maybe, because I was, like, smacked as a mm. kid. And yep, me too. I was, got fucking, yep. like I said, a great childhood, great parents. So I'm not going to fucking get them, them in trouble. <laughs> but I wonder if, like, you know when you stuff up and you get smacked on the ass? Yeah. If that just teaches you at a young age to be like, oh, when I make a mistake, I, yeah. I need to be punished. But that's separate from me. So, like, a lot of people these days, they don't get the self-harm thing. So now that you're a yeah. bit older and can look back, is there anything, can you really understand it? Or Yeah, definitely. It was definitely, like, a form of punishment, but also... You just feel really. You just want to feel something yeah. else other than yeah. what you feel, and if that's physical pain or numbness from drugs, like that, and then it becomes really addictive. Mm. It's like an addiction, and it's just like every like it was very hard to get out of. But I haven't done it in probably at least a year and a half. So yeah, that's very good. Um, but yeah, you just want to feel something else. And yeah, and it gives the pain a face. Yeah, exactly. So rather than being you like, can, oh, I've got all this inside yeah. me, I can go, oh, now I'm, yeah. I'm in pain. It's release. Yeah. Like the second I did it, I was like taking a breath, like, oh. Yeah. And then like five minutes later, I'd be like, oh, whoops. Yeah. Shouldn't have done that. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, and if you're doing it repetitively, you're going to have to keep pushing. Yeah. It's almost like taking drugs. Yeah. And you get to a point yeah, where you're like, exactly. overdose and <laughs> overdose <laughs> cutting yourself is death. Yep. Same as fucking drugs. Yeah. So um, you go from... The year 12? Yeah. I will say school. Yeah. So, yeah, so when was, I don't even know what I was going to say. Your, to look look back now, so you, you go to a different school and yeah. you're different from them. I'm trying to catch up with mine. <laughs> Dealing with that, is there even someone or something to this day that um, – that, well, what is it that you started to help deal with that? Did you go see someone or was there someone that you met? Um, I guess... Or is that all still going? Yeah, still going. I never... I still to this... If anyone knows a good psychologist, please yeah. recommend them. Yeah. <laughs> like I saw lots of them and psychiatrists. But I, um, at the first school I went to, my best friend went to, and then she had moved to this other school. I know that kind of sounds pathetic, like mm, my best friend, but... Yeah. She was a really good person and she moved schools and then I spent that year 
at my school without her and that's when everything just went to shit. And then I got to move to the school she was at and she was a really positive influence and I just kind of latched onto her and her friendship group and met some really beautiful people whose families were lovely and I was like, it was just nice to be separated and to have a fresh start. Like, it was nice to not go to school with my sister because I got a lot of, like, other people's opinions about me because of her at my old school and it was just nice to start fresh and I was like well this is I can just reinvent myself and that's it was a good school yeah and from yeah so we'll we'll go to what about as far as like relationships with like with boyfriends at school yeah I ended up having one boyfriend at the new school who was like a bit of a piece of shit but um (laughs) he was all right for the most part but Dodge. Yeah. Okay. So, sorry, I've lost my, <laughs> my um, train of thought. Okay. Now we'll just get we'll get straight into it. The other stuff. So that's like adding the human element to you because there's a lot of interesting stuff from this point. Yeah. So what I do want to ask, and you can give me the like the sequence of of it all, but. What I do find really interesting, and it's actually a lot more common than people probably hearing this for the first time, but as far as, like, a, sh- a sugar daddy. Yep. <laughs> so was this – so to lead up to that point – or first of all, yeah, so if there's anything before that as far yeah. as a sugar daddy and then explain that and then what a sugar daddy yeah. even is. Okay, so I guess it does start with, like, also teenagehood as yeah. well when you're just kind of figuring out boys and I'm like, how – Do I, how do I make you like me? And then it just, I, for some reason, well, thought it was just like you just please men by sex acts. That's kind of a path you go down. That's how you make them happy. If you want to make them stay, sex. You want to make them leave, sex. Sex for everything. Yeah. And. They just go back from like individual self-worth. Yeah, I think so. A lot. Like it was definitely, I'm like, I just want to be liked. Like, how can I make this person like me? Oh, if I do this, like, and I just valued myself. Also, even further into childhood, always being told like, oh, you're pretty. Like, I guess being your stock standard attractive person. Yeah. You kind of base your self-worth on that a bit. So I always thought that was, like, the most, the being, like, everything. Yeah. was just being desired by men, yeah. I guess. Yeah, and on a shallow level, people are probably like, why are you sad when you're attractive? Yeah, like, that's, yeah, it's a whole other thing. It's like, yeah, I don't want to be like, oh, yeah, I'm attractive, but then also it's kind of shit just being seen for, exactly. like, just having natural blonde hair and... Being naturally slim, it's like, fuck, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it's just how I was born. Yeah. Um, yeah, but then, so sex was this whole weird, skewed view for me and men and relationships. And I met a friend in school who had a sugar daddy. At school? Yep, in year 12. She was of age. Yeah. Um, and I was like, oh, you know, like... Something I could do. I was actually really excited about it. I was like, yeah. oh, like, cool, that's something you're doing. Like, I could do that for sure. And so then it began with seeking arrangements. 
sure if you're familiar. Not at all. It's a common um, sugar daddy website. So the girls go on. I think men have to pay and you – sorry, I have to burp. <laughs> Very attractive. Put that on my seeking arrangements website. She loves to burp. <laughs> so, yeah, the website, you find your sugar daddies. It's like Tinder, I guess, but for sugar babies and sugar daddies. Like, they put their net worth in and you put your body uh, measurements in. Like <laughs> so it's very, like, there's no, this is what it is. Like yeah, I'm not even well, trying to hide the it, facts. It, it's still like, I'm looking for an arrangement, I'm looking for a companion, like mutually beneficial relationships. and They could also just lie about their net worth. Well, yes, that's what they do. Yeah. yeah, the whole, it's a lot, everyone's like, so many times I've heard people be like, oh, fuck this, I just want to get a sugar daddy. I'm like, do you have any idea how hard it is to source a sugar daddy, like find your, what, you want to be paid what he wants, what's working for both of you, and then to keep that going. Like, it takes, like sugar babies aren't um, escorts. Like, you're giving somebody yeah. your time, like, you're texting them, you're pretending to be their girlfriend, and it's like, it's a lot of your social and emotional time is being put into this person. And then even just sifting through that fucking website Mm. and all the fake people and you have to go and meet these people and I was just like a younger self I was like I'm safe I'm fine like nothing's ever gonna happen to me like I'm cool so I was pretty lucky in my endeavors nothing too bad ever did happen but I'd meet up with random men from the internet and figure out prices and then be a sugar baby for a while but then through that website these other people approached me about this fun um, job you can do and you get to work with other girls and, yeah, they had their whole spiel and I was like, I'd actually had a fight with my dad that day so I was like, yeah, you know what, screw it. I'm going to call these people. I'm going to go and work for them. Yeah. And that's how I got into the world of sensual nude massage. Well, before we go there, I want to dissect the the sugar daddy. Okay, the sugar daddy. A little bit more. Yep. So do you reckon that was a form of, do you reckon looking back now, it was a form of also like self-harm? Or was it more just something? It was just something to, like, I was like, oh, I've been in relationships with all these people, like, may as well get paid for it. I liked how it was like naughty and um like taboo and people weren't doing it like i liked that yeah. it was enticing and exciting even at school did you like because it's very common yeah even like suffering from depression and stuff you can really get attached to it yeah so did you get attached to being like troubled or different than the other kids i mean probably a bit but, like, I wasn't, like, oh, I'm depressed. Like, yeah. this is my personality. Yeah. Like, I mainly hit it most of the time because I, I was just, like, I, I don't know. I just didn't um, recognise it. I didn't look it in the eye and be, like, that's who I, I was. just, like, that's something that happens when I get really low and yeah, yeah, yeah. just put on a face. And it was, like, no, I'm this hot, cool girl. And yeah, but na- now being more aware of it and... Getting to better places. Can you look back now and be like, oh, I was yeah. depressed and anxious was, the whole time rather than. Yeah, I was just fucked up. Yeah. Like, I'm like, geez, someone should have done something, like, at yeah. some point. 
Yeah, yeah. so this the sugar daddy world. Yes. Like what? World. Because I don't want to pass judgment on anyone, but as far as these men that are going on there, people are into different things. So yeah. like each to their own. But the, I don't know, I just, I think on either side, you there has to be some like some trauma or yeah. something not gone right yeah. for <laughs> for an adult or not like the uh, sugar babies. Even yeah. the name sugar babies is fucked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but as far as like this, yeah, a man being like, oh, I'm 50 years old, yeah. I can afford to pay someone. Yeah. To go on this site, like surely you come across some like, because you know yeah. there's a fifty year old millionaire, he could probably go to a bar and yeah. So the yeah. type the type of people you come across, what like is there? Could you notice a trend in these type of men? In the men, um, well, there's a lot of different ones. A lot of them just I don't know, don't lack human connection, but yeah. want it. But just want it a certain way and are happy to pay and Very fully like believe and pretend as long as it's what exactly they want. Yeah. Kind of, if that makes sense. So they're paying for this artificial yeah, relationship. But they want to believe it. Like most of them oh, really? want to, like, it's really uncomfortable discussing payments and stuff because they just want to be in this world where you actually love them or yeah. like them. To be there. <laughs> yeah. So, are they just? Did you ever come across a, a man that you liked, like personally? Uh, yeah, actually, a few that I did like, and I don't know. For I always thought I was like, yeah, I like older men. Like now, I'm like, I don't think you did. I don't know what that was, but yeah. so a few of them, but they all had definite flaws of I don't know if money does something to people. Yeah. Or, you reckon they were, they were they all rich? Um, well, yeah, I wouldn't spend longer than a date if I found out they weren't rich. Yeah, and that's would waste true. my time. Yeah. <laughs> so, so to you got out of that world before you got into the, the next one. Uh, somewhat, I came back to it through the other job. Okay, if that makes sense. But there was a decision. At, there was a point in time where you're like, this isn't. This isn't right. Or I just like, wanted to do the other job, and I was—I okay. just didn't care what was like. That was my first job. Yeah, I didn't ever have a real job. I did was a sugar baby, and then went through that website into some other dodgy illegal practice. Yeah, <laughs> like, and then from that to another, and then from that to another. <laughs> so, you, you, um, I'll ask, but you don't have to answer it. But the type of like payment, like, what are we, what are we talking, and what is it? Is it like I'm going to take you out for dinner and I'm going to pay for dinner or is it... There's lots of different ones. There's some that, you know, they'll pay for dinner and pay for your time. Um, a lot give you an allowance. So it's like I'd be getting uh, an allowance and then catching up with them probably once a week but then also texting and calling and that was the worst part. The yeah. Texting and calling. Yeah. I'm like, oh, just leave me alone. And I was always... Fake. For you. It was always a job for you, and they wanted yeah. it to be real. Yes, it was always a job, but then it also cuts into your like I never dated or anything. Yeah, because you just can't because you're investing so. Well, I mean, I'm sure people do, but for me, I couldn't because I was investing so much of my energy and time into these fake yeah. relationships. Yeah, would there be like a a trend of 
people doing this and then, like I said, you personally didn't have the time, but someone else that's like, oh, I've, I've met this guy and he's I'm in love with him, but I'm going to keep doing this. Like, surely there's, like, jealousy where yeah, it's like, oh, no, you're mine. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's really, that's why, I don't know, I don't know many people that can balance both the two. Yeah. It's really hard. It's like, it's because the sugar baby, th- it's different to doing, like, stripping or just working as an escort or in a brothel, like, that cut-off of professionalism yeah. isn't really there and... They want like a full girlfriend experience. Yeah. One sec. I'm going to pause it because there's yes. a noise that I can hear. Can you hear it? When I talk. <laughs> okay. Those that listening don't know that we just paused it, but there was like a, hopefully you don't hear it whilst listening, but there was like a, every time I spoke, there was this wind noise and it distracted me so much. I couldn't concentrate, but it's sorted now and we're back. So we, we talked about the sugar daddy world. How big is that world, by the way? It's bigger now. It's huge now. So big now that it's hard to find a... A daddy. Yeah, because so many fake... Like, there's um, people... There's salt daddies who are actually just people with no money trying to get sugar babies, but... What's a salt mean? Because sugar, salt. salt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then there's also, what's the brand of sweetener? Stevia. Yeah, maybe that. They call them... Stevia Daddy. Yeah, something like, like fake that. Fake sugar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I sound like I know a lot of yeah. <laughs> You're Stevia Daddy yourself, <laughs> So, likely. yeah, as far as um, this being common, is it like the age demographic? Like, is it 18? Like, is there a certain... Is it 18-year-olds... Yeah. Like now, you're 23 now? Yeah. <laughs> are you like, are you too old for the game? Are no, you... God no. <laughs> Christ, how? 23. I know, but like it could be like, it could I border think... on fucking like almost pedophilia. Because if I see an 18 year old now, it's. Yeah, it's true. They're young. Yeah. And if and I was I'm 50, like, like these 50 year olds have probably got daughters that are a lot older than 18. Yeah, even or... older, older than 50. But that's. Oh, yeah, so yeah. what's the oldest person you come across? <laughs> Um, I don't know, it would have been maybe 68. Yeah. And what about the biggest net worth, even though it might not have been real? Oh, because it was real. Um, <laughs> well, we'll have right. <laughs> I don't know what his net worth was, but it was enough to pay like 10 grand a week. For who? You, yeah, you're getting paid ten grand a week. Not for long, he he was he'd only come in and out of the state. Yeah. yeah. Do you do you look at it as like, like, just to clarify and a disclaimer? There is no judgment for any sex workers or yeah. that type of stuff. Fucking it's go for the it. oldest. Exactly, it's the oldest trade in the world. Exactly. I don't think there's any shame. So do you do you look at it as prostitution? I don't, I don't know. I don't like the word prostitution because it's been made dirty over the years. Yeah. And people are, oh, prostitute. Um, I don't know. I guess technically you can say it is prostitution. But there's sugar babies who don't sleep with their okay. partners. You're yeah. a girlfriend experience. If you want to have sex with them, that's your choice. Okay. You know, every situation's different. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
I guess it's kind of just cutting out the bullshit and just labelling it is what it is. Like, you look at, like, Donald Trump and Melania Trump. Yes. He's a sugar daddy. <laughs> Even though he didn't go on a site, that's what's happening. Yes. And all these, like... Yeah. I mean, some people are genuinely in love with yeah. different... With age, gra- yeah, age gaps. Actually, but I reckon Donald and Melania, they're genuinely I think soulmates. maybe he could be trapping her, but yeah. <laughs> there's something dodgy going on there. Yeah. Don't want to offend the Trump supporters. Yeah, there's, there's plenty of them. That's my main demographic. Yeah, so it, it's growing, the sugar daddy world. And yeah. And salt daddy and stevia daddy. Yeah, but I think because it's become more known and a lot of people think it's this easy yeah, escape, okay. like yeah. free pass, I'll just get a sugar daddy. Like, what do you think you have to do with a sugar daddy? Like, mm. even if you're not sleeping with them, that's giving them your time and... I don't know, lots of people are good at it, but I've always found, like, lying and acting to be taxing yeah, for sure. on my personal... Definitely. Like, Pre- like pretending you like anyone, yeah, let alone sexually. Yeah, but some people are really good at it. Yeah, well, that's... I don't think I was It's not a good trade. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know, it's good for some people. Well, it's good for that to make money, but yeah. as far as... Um, yeah, like I said, I want to speak out of turn but yeah, as far yeah. as then finding a genuine relationship if you're so used to yeah it can definitely acting and pretending yeah. then it can create a lot of trust issues within definitely. yourself and your your real partner yeah yeah so after well is there anything else you want to talk about the sugar daddy world or the stevia daddy world <laughs> so they called stevia Just, babies as well i mean maybe if, no we won't go there um <laughs> Like, I didn't spend that much time being a sugar baby. Yeah. I went into the massage world. Is that because it didn't suit your personality, you reckon? Uh, Yeah, just the massage was more structured and, like, you'd be getting a weekly income and... Yeah. It was, I don't know, I just found it easier. Yeah. Even though a lot of people would be like, that is... (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so like, talk, talk, talk about that. Well, that was like I feel like I was I was so naive. Like yeah. I went to this I went <laughs> job interview. I drove past the other day where it was. It's in like a McDonald's somewhere. Like they're like, just come meet up. And I messaged my friend like, hey, I'm going here. Like call the cops if I don't message you. And they're basically like, yeah. So we you will have clients that come in and you're just naked. They're naked. You give them a massage, you get X amount of dollars, we take this half. Um, and are these, are these, is it all like um, like off the books or is it set up yeah. as a company? God, it's definitely, definitely yeah. off the books. Um, please don't come after me, tag me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, um, they're um, sifting through um, podcasts. <laughs> To find out. I just had no idea. This is my first job. This is my first yeah, job yeah, interview. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, it's really fun. You're with all these chicks. You just get to get naked. The guy's naked. You give him a massage. He leaves. It's all chill. And That's I'm like, it. oh, cool. Like, that's easy. And I was doing it for a while. And then, like, the clients kept – oh, and they, what they advertised on was, um, like, a website that was uh, back page. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah. I don't know if you know. But so they advertised on that, and then people would come in and um, like they'd see your photo, so they'd be coming in for you, and you'd have like a work phone, and they'd come in, and you'd see them, and 
They kept being like... Um, so it's a full establishment? Oh, actually, it was like, no, it wasn't a place. We just... The main guy, Mark, I don't care. Oh, yeah, right, sorry. sorry, I'm just breathing. Heavily. No, it's not you. I'm getting excited about the story. It's <laughs> <laughs> very. The guy running the show was Mark. I'll say his name because it's not his real name anyway. And he's just some. I guess you could call him a pimp. Maybe I don't know. I didn't know that at the time. Yeah. But yeah, so he was just running it, and it would be from like he'd book out an apartment for a week, and then right, book okay. out. Another one the next week because he'd always change because he didn't want to be because yeah. the whole thing was illegal. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all the all the girls of age, or you don't? Yes, know? yes, yes, yeah. definitely all of age. They did check your ID, but mostly foreign travellers yeah. and like everyone was always like, "Why are you doing this?" And I'm like, "I don't know." <laughs> Even what the people getting a massage would say the that. girls, the other uh, girls, like, "Why are you doing this? Like, why are you here? You could get a job." And I'm like, oh, yeah. "This is a job." <laughs> But then after time went by, like, the clients would always be, like, really disappointed and, like... Oh, okay. And then I found out what a happy ending was. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so I was like, oh, are we supposed to, like, give him a hand job? Like, and they're like, well, technically, no, we can't advertise that, but... If you want to, you can. And they would still... So you name your own price or do they have their own set prices? No, no, they have prices? their own set prices. And then they and still have not, to give half of that. You, you, I give them half and then I pay to be using the room as well. So I'm basically giving them 60% and you're not allowed to take extras or tips. So, And I'm just so... I'm like a baby in this industry. Mm. So I'm like, okay, all right. And then if you want clients to come back, like they're not going to come back if they Yeah, if you just mess up, yeah. I should so, really work my calves over. Yeah, literally. <laughs> people, some people would be like, so have you trained in massage? And I'm like, yeah, of course I have. <laughs> Sage, it's yeah. fucking thing. Um, can't tell you the amount of backs I've probably destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, then I just started doing that because it was easier. It just yeah. became normal. But then... Um, you know, that slips into that and that and it's you're getting tips and extras and all of a sudden I'm like, oh, I'm having sex with people for money. Yeah. Yeah, so that's that. And then I did get to a point, I'm like, this guy's kind of ripping us off, guys. Yeah. Like, this is kind of fucked. But did some, like, looking back now, surely, like, he wasn't there watching, was he? No, he'd have, he had, what did we call them? Receptionists. Yeah. So they'd like. So whatever happens, they know. Yeah, uh, yeah, they know. Like, well, except about the extras and stuff. If you're really secretive and like. Yeah, but like looking back now, and I'm sure other people were doing it. Oh yeah, I'm like, oh, I'm an idiot. I could have been fucking milking it. Like, could have been making a lot more. But I ended up being like, you know what? Like all this fucking dickhead does is book an apartment, post the ads. Yeah. Why can't I do that? Like, he's not offering us any security, nothing. Yeah. So I ended up leaving with some other girls and we set up our own. Oh, nice. So I was getting... You're an entrepreneur. Exactly. I was getting the full mount. It was nice. It was easy if I did... Because he'd also be really like, you have to see this person. You have to. And it was like, fuck, I've serviced like 12 people today. Like, one time I remember breaking down crying because my hands were sore and I was so tired. And I was mm. like, I can't physically 
do this again. As far as this Mark guy goes, to look back now, now that you're a bit older and can see, like, is he, is there any morality with him or is no. he just like a he, fl- he called us all his Is he an Aussie? No. He, yeah. You can say his nationality It's not racist He was Indian um, <laughs> Typical <laughs> joking, I'm joking Yeah he was just a, Like he viewed us all As just money making He literally would be like Oh the sluts The what have you oh. and Like he was just a Bloody tyrant He was arsehole um, You weren't allowed to drink Or do drugs there though I mean It was probably good But also That's like, a good bloke Yeah good, good guy <laughs> And next week we have Mark on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. I know it's not his real name. Yeah, well, he's Indian. His, name, his name's probably not going to be Mark. Yeah. And he ended up... But that, like, yeah. um, I, I do think that eventually if he's treating people like that and a group of people, he's gonna, it's going to come around to bite him on the yeah, arse. And it has. Whoa! And I know that it has, but that's not something that we can right. go into. You can tell me off air. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so he was a dickhead. So then I ended up after, you know, doing that, I did my own, and and it was just the same. Like you, you've worked it out good. Or yeah, was there any but I was. I mean, there was probably dangers. I'm yeah, for lucky. sure. But was there any? Was there ever a time where you're like, oh, I wish Mark was here. He would have no. dealt with. So he was definitely. He was no. It was yeah. It was better without him. I was safer without him because you can, after doing it for a while, tell if someone's going to be dodgy. Yeah. Yeah. Certain types of people you knock back, like if they if the thing they'd say was like, "Do you party?" and that means do you take drugs? And uh, okay, you'd have to take anyone there. And if someone's saying that to me, I can just be like, "No, yeah, no, I don't party." Good girl. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm a uni student. <laughs> yes, yeah. So, what about the if you were to look and work it out like a rough figure, someone like Mark. And I don't want to like fucking put it out there and people are like, oh, I might start a business. <laughs> but how much like money would he he be making? Um, and probably still making. He wouldn't. He's not making now. He's not. Is someone break his legs or something? Um. So he would have been making. Is he dead? I don't know what happened to him. I just know something did happen to him. Okay, Mark's dead. I'm allowed to be racist because he's dead. He's <laughs> <laughs> definitely not around. I don't know if he's gone around into this hiding neck of the woods. or. Yeah. Anyway, I oh, what did he? So each girl would be bringing in like. So I'd be making like without the half like six k a week, and then he has like thirty girls. Five hundred grand a week. I, don't, I, don't, I can't do maths. Six <laughs> times three is. 18, yeah. But then I'm getting my cut and he's paying the hotel. And, oh, he'd always do dodgy as shit as well, like booking the hotels. He didn't want to use his name, so, like, he'd use the girls' IDs. Like, mm. he'd always use my ID. And I was just – I couldn't say no to people. Uh, okay, I had yeah, no yeah. backbone. I was just like, yeah, sure. So he's using my ID to book hotels to run an illegal business. From yeah. Home. Like <laughs> – yeah, so my name—I don't know if I can even book hotels in like Melbourne anymore. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but then I did my own, and it was really nice and easy and liberating, and yeah, just good times. 
Well, so this say, how old were you through this? So I started when I was eighteen. Yeah, my first ever job, um, except for like one little cafe job I got fired from. Um, well, they're paying twenty bucks an hour. And yeah, and to it was for me. It was like, wow, well, this is oh, a job, and I'm actually good at it. Like the cafe. No, <laughs> <laughs> cafe was awful at like having that experience. Yeah, this yeah, and yeah. Like, I'm like one of the top girls. Like this is good. I'm good at this. Yeah. Um. So I was like, yeah, cool. And you've also like you've gone through school, and all these other yeah. students, whereas you're the like the bad one. Yeah, exactly. And now you get to a place where that badness is, is like not only accepted but is encouraged. Is encouraged, and it's like and your weaknesses and their strengths. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, definitely. But that was. Yeah, I did that. So I did that from 18 until 20. So what's an 18-year-old doing earning that type of money? Um, buying lots of shit, going on holiday. I did get to – I got to go to Europe for six months. I got to go to Vietnam for two months, Thailand. Yeah. Like, I saw the world thanks to those kind gentlemen's money. Yeah. <laughs> and – I bought a lot of dumb shit. Yeah. I was like, oh, I can afford cool clothes. Like, I can go hang out at the cool clubs and book a booth. And I just never had money before as well. So I was yeah, like, yeah. oh, my God. Like, I was overly generous. Uh, okay. And that was, yeah. So yeah. externally, like, if I was, if my friend or daughter or cousin or whatever is like, oh, she's going to Europe for two months and... For six months, oh, sorry, yeah. Going, going around the world. I don't know why I said two months, I just a weird guess. Um, she's going around, she's got these holidays and she worked at a cafe for however long. Yeah. Was there, did people just work it out to go, oh, something's, something's up there or? I mean. Was there ever, was it hidden or you just didn't think hidden. about it? It was hidden. I, I didn't, my, I told my dad every day that I was going to work as a receptionist in okay. a, um, like a beauty salon. Yeah. I think, like, he was just. Actively naive. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. If he thought about it, I'm sure he would have guessed it, but was happy believing what he believed. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. No, I didn't. I didn't have that many close adults in my life, so there was no one to I had to lie to. Yeah. Okay. So. And your cl- uh, group of friends, even yeah. from the good school. Yeah. Um, was there ever anyone that like kind of judged you, or was well, like I, I kept it secret from even them from them. Too. So internally, internally the whole time you were like, this isn't right or good. Well, it was just not out. It wasn't accepted. It's not like a thing that is accepted, still not accepted. Yeah. Yeah. So to look back now, would you, if you were to go back then, would you do it again? Well, yeah. I wouldn't change anything in my life. Like, otherwise I wouldn't be... Who you are today. Yeah. So... That's what I did. Yep. A lot of experience, met lots of people, got really good at giving a hand job. Yep. Um. <laughs> All the perks. So from the next one, now we spoke about earlier, you, you're in a relationship. You've been yep. with your boyfriend for two years. Yeah. So when, when you first met, was this a, a conversation that you had or was it you got the yeah so yeah so pro, so I stopped doing the massage at about 20 because I was like I, 
just I got over it. Yeah. And I went to Europe and then I got back from Europe. I was like, I don't want to do that anymore, but I need a job. I have no experience. I'll do stripping. So I just did stripping. That was fun. Yeah. Um, so I was doing stripping for like a year and a half. Or some, I don't know, about a year. And I was stripping when I met my boyfriend. So that's like less intense of a blow, I feel yeah, like. Yeah, than yeah. Happy ending massage. Yeah, so that for sure. was. But he was always like, yeah, no, I'm fine with that. Like, I'm okay with it. I'm sure internally for him, it was probably a struggle. Yeah. But for me, what I found was hard. Like, I couldn't go to work anymore and form these false connections and relationships while I was actually in love with yeah, somebody. Yeah. Like it was too, it was just too hard for me. So it got to a point where you felt like you were cheating. I'm not cheating. I just couldn't do my job well anymore because yeah, okay, I couldn't, yeah, yeah. You couldn't pretend. Couldn't pretend to the, yeah. like I just couldn't give them that because I was using all that love yeah, and yeah. energy yeah. on my partner. That's a good awareness to have. Yeah. So and then it just got depressing and I was like this is kind of shit. And I um, ended up just quitting one night. I was on my way to work and I was like, I just don't want to be there. And I just got the train back home um, and then did a whole range of random hospitality jobs and then ended up being like, well, I'll just do this topless waitressing job and it's actually the easiest job in the world. So you're still doing that today? Yep. But he's fine. He's totally fine with that because he just fully understands that it is a job. Like, yeah. it's a job. I don't. No offense, but I don't care for these people. Yeah. Other than like service of your work goes, and you know I'll come home and we'll have a laugh about them together. Yeah. Um, and it's just topless waitressing. It's just like. I just think everyone should do it. It's like you're getting paid double the amount. All you have to do is take your top off. Take your top off. Like so how does I didn't this... do anything to have boobs except be born, and yeah. now I'm getting paid for it. So how does this work? Is it is this a a page or are you part of a, um, a group? I work for a couple of different I don't know, like agencies. Couple, like agencies, yeah, yeah and. They'll, like, send you out jobs and you say if you're available and then you'll go and do the party. It's usually a Bucks party. Sorry, I have to fart. It's funny. <laughs> you could have got away with it. You didn't say it. Just in case it was going to be loud, I'd rather <laughs> it be... I claimed it. I yeah. owned it. Good on you. Anyway, yeah, you just do Bucks parties. It's like three hours and you get a base wage... And what's for, like, f- future plans? Do you see yourself doing that? Is no, this, that's it's just like a, It's actually like a real good part-time job. Yeah. I'm studying at the moment. I don't know if I'll talk about what I'm Yeah, studying. no, you don't have to. Um, but I'm studying. I just started last year in yep. isolation and I'm excited to do what I'm doing and it's... The opposite yeah. of what I have yeah. been doing. So, so do you think um, falling in love and having a boyfriend was the reason for, like, the kind of changing yeah. direction? Probably, yeah. And do you think, do you find do you feel lucky for that to happen or do you think it would have happened, like, something would have happened eventually? Yeah, I was never going to do it for, it's not a job you can do forever. Yeah. That's, it was never my plan. It was just something 
for me that was easy that I just fell into. Yeah. And now, like, um, the job I'm studying for, I feel a lot more passionate about. And, yeah, it's just... Yeah. Yeah, so to even, like, summarise all of that, and, um, well, first of all, not to, like... I don't wrap my identity around being an electrician. Yeah, so exactly. I know we're we're talking yeah. about it, and because it's it's um, it is interesting yeah. and it's different, and yeah. like it is a big world out there that people just like pretend not to talk about. Yeah, it's like people everyone pretends they don't watch yep. porn, but everyone's watching porn. <laughs> everyone's watching like porn. fifteen times a day. <laughs> so first of all, yeah, I know um, we're sitting here and we're talking about it, and um, yeah, I don't want especially even just between us, for me to think that um, I think that is who you are. It's yeah. just an interesting topic yeah, of conversation. Is. And but I think it's that's, not who you are. Like yeah. I'm, not, I'm not, oh, that's Riley the electrician. That's just yeah. right. Yeah. But that's kind of what happens with it, isn't it? A lot of people are like, yeah. oh, yeah, that's her the stripper or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Or it's even... Like, it's just a... Job. If like, you're at a party, the first question you um, ask to a stranger, yeah, what whether do you do? yeah, what do you do? It's yeah. like fucking heaps of shit. Here we go. Sometimes I'd lie. Sometimes I like if I had the energy, I'd tell them. If I didn't, I'm like, oh, I'm a waitress. Yeah, I'm studying this. Yeah, yeah. So to summarize all of that, including like the self harm, the um, antidepressants, the whatever, you, like, all of all I've spoken about. Do you think you could have like survived? If you didn't take all the paths, because it was just like survival methods, or yeah, like everything you did was just to kind of, oh, this is what I need, this yeah. is what I'm going to do now. So looking back now, even with the antidepressants at 14 years old, do you think you would be here today if you didn't take the steps that you did? Oh, if I, I know for a fact, if I didn't move schools, I wouldn't yeah. be here because, yeah, like I can see that, yeah, like that's. But yeah, and then there was hard times, but it's, I don't know, it's all here somehow. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> that's, like, that's one thing I hate. If if someone was to, to like, separate from you, it's a different conversation, but if someone was to fuck up, so even, like, there's someone at their shopping centre that's in their jocks running around crazy, yeah. everyone judges that person and goes, fuck, like judge that person yeah but if someone at 15 year old 15 years old commits suicide they they get to simply oh that poor yeah. poor thing that poor thing yeah. so people are just doing what they need to do to survive yeah. and sometimes that is like that's yeah doing it's whatever what, it yeah. Is. yeah exactly like i don't really hold judgment for anyone doing yeah, exactly. whatever they have to do like everyone's a person with some points they had parents yeah and you don't know people's history. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then everyone's really quick to feel awful when something awful exactly. does happen. But it's like, what was your attitude before that event? Yeah. yeah, that's true. Yeah. So thank you for sharing all of that. And I really okay. appreciate it. <laughs> so to move away from that, so your future, you're going to study and yep. you are studying. So cool. <laughs> uh, one thing that's interesting, because we spoke about this somewhere away, so, um, one, this is how I explain you to, to my friend Jai, <laughs> is that you are, you naturally are what so many girls pretend to be. 
that's my maybe I am pretending maybe but this this is this is my um, <laughs> first take. But to go into like this femi- feminist world, and we're spoken about yep, this when we're away. We have. So, do you define yourself as a feminist? Definitely. And what would that definition? What would a, your definition of a feminist be? Well, if you're not a feminist, then you're an asshole. Um, just it's just equality. It's just seeing people as people and not defining somebody by gender. Yeah, and do you even see like? Because I agree, and my definition is it just means people can do whatever they want. Yeah, like, and just because they're a girl, it doesn't mean they yeah. can't. Um, I don't care what your genitals are. I don't care what you call yourself, what you identify as. Everybody as a human being should have yeah. the same rights. Yeah. So I think mo- like modern day feminism is kind of in line with that, where yeah. like if a girl wants to. Um, be a sex worker, then that's her right yeah, as a exactly. girl. Whereas probably back in the day, it's like, oh no, you've got to wear, yeah. you've got to cover up your ankles, yeah. that type of stuff. So does it frustrate you this like the stigma, even the word feminism? Because you even say the word feminism around a group of boys, yeah. and they all go, oh fuck, yeah, here we go. It's kind of become like this thing, and a lot of people don't understand what it actually is. And I guess there are people out there. Or extreme feminists, yeah, and, a lot and of also just want to like have a go at people too, yeah, and hide behind anger and yeah. it's a yeah. So I just think it's really misunderstood, and I've spoken to a lot of guys, and they're like, "Oh, that's what it is." Like, yeah, because mm. you just when you say to someone, Are "You're a feminist," oh, no, and then you say, "Do you not think females uh, have equal rights as human beings yeah. to men?" And they're like, had a "Oh, daughter. yeah, well, I think that," yeah. and it's like, "Well, that's." What it is. Yeah. And I think like, because now it's like, um, say like a girl has hairy armpits. Yeah. Like that's, she can do whatever she wants. Because she's a girl, she doesn't have to shave it. But also, a boy doesn't have to be attracted to it. Yeah. It's just humans. If you want to shave, cool. If you don't want to shave, cool. If you're attracted to that, fine. If you're not, fine. But you don't have a right to discriminate against someone for their choices. Exactly. Unless they're... But you also don't have to. Kids. You don't have to like it. Yeah, like you it, don't have um, to like it because there is like I've. Um, you don't have to be attracted to it. Yeah, exactly, like, but that that is a thing though. Like yeah. there's people that identify as feminists to be like, oh, you have to. Yeah. Don't judge me for yeah. having hairy legs, but it's like, well, if I'm not attracted to it. Yeah, and then even like some people are like, well, I'm a feminist. So you, like, why are you covering yourself up? But yeah. that's feminism. Want, that's yeah. their choice. Yeah. Like that's. What they want to wear, like cover yourself, don't whatever empowers you as a human yep. being, then do it. Yes, all Fuck the girls up. out there, rise up, rise up. So, would you would you say do you have a life philosophy? Oh, I don't, oh, I don't know. Just exist happily. Be, I don't know. I like to keep try and be nice. To keep on trucking, <laughs> truckers. No, I just try and be nice to everyone because, I mean, I'm definitely not all the time. I can be pretty mean, but I try. But some people don't, maybe don't deserve niceness. But I think everyone does. Even if, (laughs) I don't know, even if you have, even if you're a pedophile in jail, you know, I still think you deserve kindness. Yes, well, the thing is like, Give you a controversial opinion. Yes. With pedophiles, like, you can't help what you're attracted to. 
Yeah, you can so, definitely not act on it. Exactly. So that's the difference between as far as judging someone. Like yeah. You should have the knowledge and maybe maybe because it's so stigmatised, like we all just pretend, oh, no one, like, you, yeah. like no one, only f- freaks yeah. or creeps are like yeah. that. So no one can come out and be like, oh, exactly. I'm, I'm you can't, No one can get the help. Yeah, so it's, it's almost like 50 years ago coming out and saying you're gay and being like, oh, yeah. there's something wrong with you. Not that, it, like, it's definitely not okay. Yeah, there's no, exactly, there's no education. But it's, and then you look at any, like, most people who are pedophiles have been victims yeah, of child yeah. abuse. And then people say, well, like, I know this person who was a victim of child abuse and they're not a pedophile. And I'm like, yeah, but how many pedophiles weren't? Mm. I mean, yeah, there's this very controversial Subject. Yeah. I think it's bad, it's wrong, they should be punished, but they'll be punished by the law, they don't need further, mm. I don't know, it's very different, you know, I haven't ever had a child that's been yeah, assaulted, exactly, yeah. so it's a very touchy Yeah, for subject. sure, and yeah, any in that situation, but yeah, it's right, if you have, like I just... I empathise with someone who, say, is just completely aware, but is like, I can't help. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's fucking weird. Yeah. I've got, I can't get my head around it, but... But it um, exists. And yeah. You're obviously, if you think that way, like, you're not okay. Like, there's yeah, something wrong with yeah. you. So... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that is a touchy subject. That's a, that's a bit controversial. Pardon the pun. <laughs> <laughs> so, um... <laughs> <laughs> so, give me so step away from all of this. Yes. Talk about just Olivia away from that. Yeah. What are you interested in today? Today, um, oh, so yeah, I have hobbies now. Never mm. used to have hobbies. Um, I love You're gardening. Just pulling people off. Oh, before we go yeah. away from that, before we go away from that, can you give me some goss about oh, just some like some creeps? Yeah. yeah. Not creeps. I don't want to call what, them creeps. What I'm they're into is what they're into. and I'm not shaming anybody's fetish here, but there is some Yeah, give us some fetishes. But also, I found the people with the weird fetishes were also the nicest. Yeah, well, they're probably more um, self-aware. To yeah, well, they like, were. If they knew what they wanted, yeah. they got it. My favourite guy, who was lovely, he'd come once a week. Um, Whereabouts? <laughs> well, <laughs> um... He would come and visit me once a week and he had a few fetishes combined. Um, He loved – it was tickling. It was his thing. He loved to be tickled. As in like he would giggle or would just be like nice tickles? Like he'd be giggling and nice. Like he would tickle him under the 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 chin and stuff. being tickled over his whole body. Like he just loved being tickled. Yeah, you know the difference between like a a tickle where you're just like doing that or a tickle where it's like (laughs) (laughs) – It was a mix. It was both. He loved both. But the – and was he ticklish? Yeah, he'd be like... <laughs> you reckon that's... that's that but that's like. not like the strange thing. The strange thing was you had to do it with a stocking over your head. Okay. <laughs> that was the weird thing. Yeah. Um, yeah he oh, how did he find that out, head. I wonder? I don't know. In one day... But he'd always come with this bag full and he'd be searching around, like, sizing, doing actions. You can't see Yeah, it. yeah. But he'd have this bag that he'd rummage through... And like size up your head to the stockings, and he had so many in there, and he'd always let you keep it afterwards. Oh. Um, and you've got them here today. I've actually brought them here. <laughs> you can purchase them <laughs> if you go to the Aussie with Stories website. You can purchase a stocking <laughs> pre-use. Um, so that was a nice, fun, gentle, yep, 
Then there's also, I'm sure people know what a um, golden shower is. Yep. If you don't, it's weighing on somebody. Yep. Brown showers too. Yeah, see, I don't get that. I don't get either of them. Um, golden showers are very popular. People, people love piss. Is it just because it's n- not like wrong, like yeah. taboo? I guess They're attracted so. to boo to boo yeah. it? Like one guy was, I weed in a bottle, like he didn't get undressed, he just had me weed in a bottle and then took it home. That was it? And I charged him extra because I'm like, well, you're taking my weed out of that's the a, vicinity. That's a, that's a client you should have kept. <laughs> well, I don't know, it was just, he never came back. Some people are really like, some people like having regulars and then other people are like, don't want to associate. Oh, I don't want to see you They want to forget yeah. about it and pretend it didn't happen. Yeah. Well, say that's like a... A fetish like these weird kings, they're probably going about it the right way. Yeah, as I far as rather than like yeah, you're, yeah, who knows? You're paying someone, yeah. and it's safe, and then suppressing these yeah urges that have come from somewhere. Well, yeah, a lot of people was like, I found it sad they would be in relationships and they'd be like, "Oh, my partner doesn't oh, okay. want a bar of this. They don't want to do it. They won't accept it." Mm. And I'm like. Fuck, if you're going to marry someone and they want their nipples licked, just yeah. lick their fucking nipples. Yeah. <laughs> Save the marriage. And yeah, well, that licking the nipples is a f- yeah. far cry from putting but a stuff in your and tickling if my someone. partner was like, I just really have this desire 100%. for you to do you give it a go. Yeah. I would. Yeah. Yeah, there's nothing I wouldn't do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Except cutting I just, off the I just, If I do have a fetish like that, I haven't found it. And I just... Yeah. Maybe, I don't know. It's I think, so boring. Yeah, a lot of them stem from... Something, yeah. Some, definitely, they all do. But yeah. Like, a lot of it's humiliation-based. Yeah. Well, what about, um, like, so you just you shat on someone? <laughs> yes, one time I did. How did you even, like, how were you ready? Oh, it was it was really hard because I can I poo all the time. I'm open with pooing, and my like, oh, I've got to take a shit. Sorry, yeah. so I'm like, so he messages like brown shower, like we do the arrangements, like set the prices, and then he comes in, and I'm like, had a few coffees beforehand, <laughs> and then like I, you know, went to do the do, and it was just so hard to like, yeah, I couldn't. I ended up having to like. <laughs> it was hard to get out But yeah. I got a bit out Got a little nugget out And he was happy with that Oh he was, It was weird Because he was like gagging But loved it Oh And then So he just associates like gagging With obviously sex Yeah and just being disgusted And like tor- I guess torture kind of Yeah like, You know people yeah. like being whipped so Yeah I sometimes like you can just Maybe have like Like cords Mixed up Whereas gagging Somehow Gets to Sexual Yeah and just being disgusted And like I guess being Defecated on is humiliating Yeah So That's interesting Yeah that, I only had that one Client though Just the one Shit yeah. man And he always wanted to know What I'd been eating <laughs> He's about to find like, out I was like a Fat burrito <laughs> Coming and see me In ten minutes Really <laughs> yeah. Oh so was it more than once That guy or was it just Yeah I saw off? him a few times Cool you get I got used to better it? at it <laughs> I pause Can I go to toilet And then we'll Got a poo now so I just took a toilet break. All right, so we'll talk about you shitting on people and uh, we'll tick that off. My favourite hobby. Just kidding. Yeah, so your favourite hobby is shitting on people. So the next question. 
No, yeah, so that's what I did ask. So you, you what are you interested in today? And you said, you know, you've got hobbies. Yeah. So elaborate. So, um, I've got a really good veggie garden going. Ooh. Got zucchini, cucumbers, peas. How long has that been going really for? boring. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about shitting again. <laughs> oh, I've got a veggie garden. Yeah. Um, no, I, even on that, like you say, it's boring. But I actually do find it interesting just to like – like there's a human element to every person, so to yeah. go through all of that and like, because now it'd be so easy to not you because because I've met you and I know that yeah. human element and we're friends, yeah. we're besties. Uh, yeah, I was just <laughs> so my friends. now if I was to hear of someone doing the same thing, yeah, I, I would still my first my first initial thought would just be like, fuck, that's who they are. No, like like what like she's. Like, I would probably judge, whereas yeah. now I can – not now. I'd, then I'd be able to, like, recalibrate and be like, oh, think about it a little bit more and what got to that path. And, yeah. and yeah. it's a conscious decision or whether it's not. Yeah. Like, just to, you know, yeah. put a bit more energy into your initial reaction. Yeah. No, I remember one time this girl said to me, like, she was one of my partner's housemates and she was, like – after I'd been seeing him for a while and she's like – Wow, Olivia, like, I really just thought you were this, like, dumb stripper bimbo. Mm. But, like, you're actually cool. Like, you're actually really down to earth. And I was mm. just like, it's kind of a backhanded <laughs> compliment, but... Um, did, you, did you find that, like, because... Yeah. With, no, but even with people you met in the industry, you were all switched on, or is, is that um, stereotype true? It's just every kind of... There's people Every starting to life, be yeah. doctors. There's people who are not well, and yeah. there's just everything. Yeah. All in, but one thing that is co- quite common within the industry is a previous like trauma. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what really makes you the best sex worker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's really good for some people. Like it's awesome. Like they're buying houses. Yeah, and it's a really good industry for a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. If you can, just on paper, it's 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 a like yeah good profession. Yeah, numbers wise. Yes, numbers. But yeah, anyway. Yeah. So you talk about your keys. <laughs> so other than the veggie garden, what else? What what else is going on in the world um, of Olivia? I uh, I got back into doing art. I stopped doing that yep. in school because I did it as a VCA subject. Uh, okay, and sucked it took the life out of it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I've just got back into that in the past like year and a half. Yeah. Um. So that's fun. You find that as a good outlet? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. Same. Yes. I think we've bonded over that. Yes, we're both great we're artists. Really? Yes, and we're if you want to buy artists. any of our my paintings, go to <laughs> go to the website with a stocking. We're currently doing a two for one special with a painting and a stocking. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, all good with the, your interest. You want to talk just veggie, veggie garden and the art? Anything else you want to talk yeah, about? I still do, I still have a pole in my house and I still do pole dancing. Oh, nice! Yeah, which yep. is fun. Good for fitness. Yeah, and then just heaps of yoga. Yeah. Better than any psychologist I ever. Yeah, saw. yeah. Well, that's uh, so. We'll go there now. So, obviously, this trauma you get out of this um, industry, yeah. whatever. <laughs> as, go, as going forward, the trauma stays with you. The trauma isn't in the industry. So, yeah. To this yeah. day, you're growing and 
becoming more aware and dealing with it. And like I said, you're an amazing person, very fascinating, and um, yeah, just a good person. So, not that if you're a bad person, it doesn't matter. <laughs> For anyone out there that's a bad person. <laughs> Um, so, so dealing with this trauma going forward and being more aware of your inner self. Yeah. So what what have you got? What what do you do now? Um, like I definitely wouldn't say I'm. I don't think there's such a thing as fixed, but no, I'm definitely no a lot more aware and have been. Like I used to just not talk about my mum. Yeah. I just wouldn't, unless it was like a joke. Yeah. I'd just be like, oh yeah, my mum's dead. Ho ho. Yeah. But now I'm like. Okay, yeah, that is something that happened. It probably fucked me up a lot. Yeah. And just that I'm kind of at the stage of, like, accepting that that is something that happened and then the next stage is probably actually working through it. Yeah. And also, like, you, it is who you are. Like, if you work through yeah. it, it's not going to be like, oh, now I'm not yeah. Olivia. Yeah, well, yeah, like, because a lot of my... Humour comes from exactly, yeah. trauma and I'm like, oh. And your uniqueness. Yeah. So, yeah, sometimes I it was weird. Like, I'd be like, do I wish my mum was alive? Mm. Uh, yes, but no, because I wouldn't be who I am. Yeah. Probably be, no, I don't know, but, like, that's formed who I am. Not yeah. that it should, but. And to have that thought and to wish for that thought. You technically have to kill yourself yeah. right now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It'd so be different. Like even like speaking about yoga and like the spiritual, yeah, uh, work growth. As far as death, obviously experiencing it firsthand. Like yeah, like there's no one closer than a child and a mother. Yeah. So what is your spiritual belief as far as that? And what do you think your mother's soul um, or? Yeah, it was weird. I always like wanted to believe she was somewhere and I'd see her again. Mm-hmm. But then I'd also. Have Sometimes get this like sad feeling of oh no that's not a thing yeah she's nowhere I'm never going to see her again yeah and then other times I'm like maybe she's reincarnated and then like I was telling you this before how I'd get like angry or jealous like what she's just going to reincarnate and be a part of some other family yeah what about me so I I don't know but I feel sometimes I feel very protected by a yeah. Energy of some kind. Yeah, and maybe like we spoke about that story there, and maybe all those little forks in the road that yeah. got you to where you are today were your, yeah. your mother's. Yeah, and, and also yeah. half of you is your mum. So your yeah, mum exactly. lives on in you. Yeah, just like the body form yeah. is gone, it's but the essence. Yeah, there. yeah. So that's. Um, but yeah, now I'm like come to the point in my life where I have to get genetic testing to see. If it's genetic, and uh, then it's like yeah, yeah. So, what type of cancer was it? It was breast cancer. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It says all these different types. Like I know fuck all about it. Yeah. And they're like, which breast did you have removed? Yeah. Okay, Definitely yeah. one of them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm in the process of that, and then it's like, if you do, it's like this is your options. Yeah. We advise this, and then I'm like, well, I've got to pop out like four kids and. Mm. Five years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, if you have to get a um, breast removed, it might yeah. ruin your topless barmaid career. Well... Or it might enhance it. Yeah, I'll just get... I always was like, oh, no, it's fine. I'll just get a boob job. Like, oh, yeah, that's ah. true. But now I'm like, oh, there's a lot more to it than that. Mm. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm, I'm 
you would know more than me. So um, I don't know that much, but I know that like there's a breast cancer that's very, it's like goes hand in hand with ovarian cancer, okay. and it's like when you get mastectomy. I don't know yeah. when you get the stuff removed, you can't have kids anymore. Okay. Basically, yeah, and that's like been my whole thing my whole life. I just want children. Yeah, so I'm like, gonna get this done. I don't think it will be genetic. I don't know. Yeah, I just don't think it is. But if it is. And I'm just going to start breeding, I guess. Yeah. Well, I'm like that too as far as like I just – like that's my life goal really is to have a a kid. Yeah. And I speak – I just think that's normal because my family is like that too. Yeah. But then I've got friends that are just like, oh, oh, maybe I might not have kids. Yeah, and I'm like – So where do you reckon that stems from for you? Is it – I don't know because my twin sister, she doesn't want kids. Yeah. She doesn't want them. But I've – ever since I was a baby – I loved babies and I was just like, what do you want to be? I want to be a mum. I want to be a mum. Yeah. It's just always, it's just like my thing. Yeah. My life path. Yeah. Motherhood. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel the same. Yeah. Not a mother, but father. Parent. You know what? I'm a feminist. I can be a mum if I want. If you want to, you can. Yeah. So, um, so yoga, uh, what else as far as med- meditating? I'm not as good at the meditating. I... I do a little bit, but definitely not as much as yeah. I should. But you, you're aware of, like, the the rock... You've got to this point, your, your rock bottom, or yeah. as far as mental health rock bottom yeah. goes, is behind you. And yes. now the awareness to yes. kind of gauge that is is yeah. done. So, yeah, you've, you've got through it. Yeah, definitely the hard part, mm. hopefully. All right, so as, as we wrap this up, we'll... Um, is there anything so there would there is other people like right now that might be ten years old that have just lost their mum or yeah. uh, whether they've got their parent and they haven't got the relationship with them and they're going like you talk about this stevia daddy <laughs> world growing is there any advice you would give or you'd want to give to maybe someone fifteen sixteen year old who might kind of idolize that storyline oh, Christ um I don't know. It's just so hard because you, as the, it's not their responsibility. I feel like it's other the elder people. Mm. They need to love them and care for them. Yeah. And but but if they don't have that, I know. And, so I'm like, and does that make like you saying that is kind of where I see? Like I said, don't want to be judgmental with the whole yeah. industry, but these adults are taking advantage yeah, of well, these kids. That. Yeah. So like it's so hard. Just saying that yeah, you want. These people going through for their loved yeah. ones to care for them. And there's, it's then there's people there. paying for it to yeah. get what they want and take advantage of these. Yeah, it's um, really hard. I guess if you're just at that point, like I'd go back and say to myself, like it's such a cliche, but it does get better. Like yeah, if you look at yourself in like 10 years' time or whatever, you're happy, you're mm. good, you're doing what you want to do, like... It does turn out okay, yeah. but it's probably going to be really fucking hard for a while. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I yeah, could never be a youth worker or anything because yeah. it's such a like teenagers are fucked. And it, um, to go say I think that about t- as well about being like a youth worker, it's almost too triggering. Yeah. To be like, oh shit, no, and I agree with you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, no man, it's fucked. Yeah. Like, this sucks. Yeah, I, sh- I should be fucked up too. <laughs> yeah. You will probably come out kind of okay. But yeah. 
yeah. it's probably going to be pretty awful for a long time. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that is real good advice to be like it is, like whether someone's listening to this now or knows of someone, yeah. that it is going to get better. It's temporary. And it might get better and it might get worse again. Yeah. But every, say if you're, say if you're suicidal or whatever, yeah. um, if you just get through that and just hold on, every smile you have afterwards is a blessing. Yeah. And you can, when you have that smile, you can look back and go, oh, I got this smile because I got through this. And yeah. people, like, I know, you, like, I'm very blessed to have, like, a big family and loving family and friends. But at the end of the day, it's you and you. Yeah. So you're going to be the one to be like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to hold on for this night or this week. Yeah. Or, so, yeah, just hold on. Yeah. And then I even, I just always thought talking to people was, like, oh, I'm wasting their time, they don't care, okay? Mm. You can think that even if you are, like, it's healthy for you to talk. Yeah. So d- whatever, maybe they don't care. Yeah. Tell them anyway. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Anything else you want to talk about? Um, I'm about ready for a, for a snack and a poo, so... <laughs> Yeah, you can do it on me. <laughs> well, oh, I shouldn't finish on that you note. Should I free? Okay, well, thank you very much. I um, really appreciate you and our friendship. And I do think you are um, an amazing person. And I respect you a lot. And I hope people listening to this can put all that into a big you as a whole yeah. rather than the one story or whatever and understand that, um, yeah, that... Everyone is deserves to be loved. Yeah. And thank you very much for sharing. Thank and you. And I having know me. that that will, um, yeah, open people's minds a lot, and hopefully they can relate to you as a person. Yeah. And yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank you very um, much. Thanks okay. for the free therapy session. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thanks everyone. Farewell. See ya by the stockings. On the website. <laughs>